Perhaps the target wasn't day glow orange, but the wound was life-changing, if not life-threatening. More often than not, whistleblowers file False Claims Act lawsuits against the entity they allege as being at the center of fraudulent activity. For example, the entity that is paying kickbacks. Whether that entity is a hospital, um, an ASC, uh, an implantable device manufacturer, the, the entity is typically the prime target because it's the nexus of the claims that the whistleblower alleges are fraudulent. Because the entity is, metaphorically speaking, painted day glow orange with a gun range target on its front, back, and sides, many physicians involved in questionable arrangements often feel that they won't be swept up in the mess, that their risk is somehow smaller. Bypassing the issue of the difference between a feeling and either thinking or knowing they're wrong. In March 2020, a blog post on Weiss PC, free stay out of jail pass. I wrote about the False Claims Act lawsuit in which the U.S. government intervened and alleged that Spine Frontier, a spine device manufacturer, and Kingsley Chin, a physician, its founder and chief executive officer, as well as other chin-controlled entities, paid spine surgeons over $8 million in sham consulting payments ostensibly for product evaluations when in fact the payments were for the use of Spine Frontier devices. In the weeks that passed, the government settled civil healthcare fraud settlements against five physicians, each of whom admitted to seeking and obtaining kickbacks from Spine Frontier via a sham intermediary called IME for consulting work that the physicians didn't perform, and then they cooperated with the government's investigation. Each of the five also admitted that one or more of Spine Frontier, Chin, or Aditya Humad, the CFO of Spine Frontier, Frontier, and a defendant specifically instructed him to bill consulting hours to Spine Frontier for each and every surgery in which he used a Spine Frontier device, regardless of whether he spent any time actually consulting. The five physicians are 1. Dr. F. Paul de Genova, an orthopedic spine surgeon in Ohio. He agreed to settle the government's claims for $486,985. 2. A Dr. Michael Murray, another orthopedic spine surgeon in New York. He's employed by the Department of Veterans Affairs. He agreed to settle the U.S. government's claims for a little over $330,000. Three, uh, Dr. Joseph Shahadi, a neurosurgeon in Ohio, he agreed to settle the government's claims for $323,419. Four, uh, Dr. Aga Khan, a neurosurgeon in Maryland, agreed to settle the government's claims for $310,843. And five, Dr. John Atwater, an orthopedic surgeon who worked in Florida, and in Illinois agreed to settle the government's claims for $105,149. But later, in April 2020, Dr. Jeffrey R. Carlson, he's an orthopedic surgeon in Virginia, became the sixth surgeon to agree to settle with the government in connection with the Spine Frontier case. The price for his deal was astronomically higher. He agreed to pay $1.7 million, 1.75 actually, to resolve the claims.
Carlson admitted that he estimated his purported consulting hours based on the number of times he used a Spine Frontier product in a given month as opposed to tracking actual time he spent consulting. He admitted that he cannot document the consulting hours he submitted for payment to, to Spine Frontier and to the intermediary entity IME. In addition, he admitted that he sought and received consulting payments from Spine Frontier for time he spent during his surgical procedures for which Medicare and other federal healthcare programs were already paying him. Last, Dr. Carlson also admitted to accepting free meals from Spine Frontier for himself and his surgical staff on almost every day that he performed a surgical procedure with a Spine Frontier product. In total, Spine Frontier provided Dr. Carlson and his staff meals that cost thousands of dollars. Note that each of the settlements, which one may safely assume was made without any admission of liability, relates to a civil action only. However, you should bear in mind that the type of activity that was alleged to have occurred underlying the False Claims Act allegations would also support criminal charges for violation of the federal anti-kickback statute should the government bring them. In other words, these civil settlements may not be the end of the matter for doctors DeGenova, Murray, Shahadi, Khan, Atwater, and Carlson. Of course, the same lesson, potential civil and criminal liability applies to anyone caught up in a kickback mess. As I always say, think like a carpenter and measure twice or maybe even thrice vetting each deal carefully with healthcare counsel before cutting once, cutting your own neck, that is.